Hey everybody, Dan here. I've got some really exciting news. My dry bar comedy special is now available. It's called Not Shopping Here Today. I have waited so long to be able to say that, and I would love for you guys out there to watch it. First, go to drybarcomedy.com, then sign up by using promo code Dan Brown. That's one word, Dan Brown, and get a month for free. That's right, your first month is totally free. Once you do that, you can download the Dry Bar Comedy Plus app to your phone, tablet, Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, or anywhere else. Once you get the app up and running, that's where the fun starts. You can go in the app, search Dan Brown or Not Shopping Here Today, and give it a watch. Once again, my Dry Bar Comedy special is called Dan Brown Not Shopping Here Today. You can sign up at drybarcomedy.com. Use promo code Dan Brown for one free month. Thanks, guys. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Welcome back to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Mark McKay. Mark, how are you doing today? Kitty Cork, Kitty Cork, Kitty Cork. Mark, are you okay? I'm, I'm... I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing too well, Dan. Mark, are you sweating? I don't sweat. I glisten. Well, you're glistening like a pig right now. I was kind of hoping I would glisten like the sexy sax man from Lost Boys, but a pig will do okay. <laughs> well, we hope you guys out there are not sweating. We hope you guys are in a perfect climate to listen to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 7 of Boy Meets World, Truth and Consequences. This episode came out on... November 10th, 1995. It got 8 out of 10 on IMDb with 150 votes. Mark, are you going to break the streak? Dan, I got to say something. This is shocking. I want to drop a pipe bomb, but Dan, this episode, I absolutely loved it. I 100%. loved it too. <laughs> this show just can't do any wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, so did you read the Disney Plus description for this one? I have not. I like when you read me the descriptions. Okay. Corey and Sean learned that there is always a price to pay for truth, which it's like this close to being Corey and Sean learned that there's consequences to the truth. I I could see that being a Disney Plus description. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because the name of the show is Truth and Consequences. Yeah, there's like there's consequences to the truth. 
Did your school do any kind of like um, school announcements or like school news or anything like that? We did, but nobody watched it. Like everybody we... just used that to just bullshit in homeroom. Yeah, we had a um, we had morning announcements that were on the television every day. Yeah, and I remember had. the one time uh, the one girl was. Th- she started reading like the daily announcements and she kept stuttering the whole way through. And it was her first day like doing it. And the teacher <laughs> in the class is like, they couldn't get someone who could read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, years later, uh, my, my senior year, the AV class also ran what's called the super happy fun time show, uh, which they would show Fridays at lunch. And uh, I got to be on an episode. Uh, everyone knew I was a pro, like a huge pro wrestling fan, but they also knew I was on the wrestling team. So uh, the one guy on, on the show was like, Hey Dan, come out to the, um, come to the wall in the center, uh, come in your full like outfit, uh, see if you can get me one too. And you're going to do a couple moves and then I'm going to take you down, but then you're going to treat it like it's WWE stuff. So, I was in my full wrestling uh, gear and I got him one and he, this kid was not in good shape. Uh, let's just say, and I, I showed him a couple of moves and he, um, he got up and then he did like a, just like a shitty takedown and I fell down yeah. and everyone's like, Oh, and they're playing music behind it too. So I get up and I slap him in the face and everyone's like, Oh, and the first <laughs> thing I do is an Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson spine buster on him. <laughs> Which, you know, this was in like the wellness center where there were weights and things like this was like a mat used for like people who wanted to do crunches, not for, yeah. not for a 160 pound kid to be slamming a 200 pound kid on. Um, and then I dropped an elbow on him and then I, uh, I put him in the walls of Jericho and he was like, damn, lighten up. It's just a show. Um, you didn't cut a promo where you threatened to shoot him like Arn Anderson. I did not do that. I, uh, in hindsight, kind of wish I did. Not not because he was a bad guy, but because damn it, that was one epic promo of uh, talk about <laughs> shooting a carjacker. <laughs> but this is one epic TV show. It starts off literally. It's a TV show starting off with a TV show where Corey's on camera with a microphone. He's interviewing the lunchroom lady, who apparently was a former KGB agent. Uh, <laughs> and then Sean's moving the camera over to show off the girls. Uh, from there, Eli turns the camera off. They're all in their their media class. He wakes up Corey and Sean, and he tells them it stinks, and that if we all have to watch their trash, that they they have to watch it too. Yeah. And I love this. Topanga supports Corey, and you start to say like, okay, this is a, this is a good relationship that Corey's in right now. The assignment was to find a news story. So he makes them redo the project because their public access show debuted. So we got four days to find a news story. You could probably find something in that time period. But uh, oh, they yeah, did. That, that is hard. But yeah, they did. They did find a story. Well, it wasn't the original story they were going for because we cut the Turner's apartment and Sean is pacing back and forth. And Corey rushes in and Sean tells Corey to shoot at a particular window and Corey goes, I don't know. Why are we doing this? It's not like there's going to be a lady dancing in a towel. And then he looks into the camera and there's a lady dancing in the in a towel. And apparently she does this every day at 530. <laughs> so um, I, I always wished when I was like a teenager that I would see like a sexy silhouette or, you know, a neighbor kind of like walking around topless with their window open. But I like lived around a bunch of old people. So if I did get to see a titty, it was not a titty you wanted to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't say that uh, I was around anybody that I would want to see naked. Yeah. Uh, but this had like that very like 90s teenager-ish, like, oh, there's going to be a, a, a naked lady dancing in a window. Come over here. Um, yeah. Because when you're a teenager, great. a naked lady, especially a stranger, like an attractive naked lady, that was like the holy grail. That was the goal. Yeah. <laughs> that was the goal of every teenage boy to see. So Corey starts recording it. He's got the camera. Uh, Turner walks in. He can't see the camera because they're they're looking out the window. But he sees Corey and Sean looking out the window. And he goes, "Huh, it must be five thirty. Uh, <laughs> but then <laughs> he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He, exactly. I thought that was so funny. And then he he walks over and he sees them with the camera and he starts he he starts disciplining the boys, saying, "This is smut. This is not news. I can't. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. You're better than this." And he looks out the window and goes, "Oh my God, her towel drops!" And then he has to fight off Corey and Sean trying to record the lady. <laughs> I thought that was awesome as well. If uh, if that was me as a teenager, I would probably find a way to sneak this this titty shot somewhere in the news story. Yeah, just kind of like do a quick flash of it or something. Try to do like one of those subliminal messages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then he gives them an idea. He says, you know what? You want to see how a news story is done? Watch the 530 news. So Turner sits down on the couch with them. He turns on the news. And the first thing is a special report on breast enlargements. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that was like a pretty big thing in the 90s where like it was like scandalous if somebody got breast implants. Well, this was in 95. I remember in the late 90s when Britney Spears was all the rage and like she was just everywhere. And then she disappeared for like a few weeks. And then the next time you saw her was on Nickelodeon during during the uh, during the Kids Choice Awards. And she looked bigger. Yeah. We'll just say. And everyone was like, do you think she and everyone was like, yeah, she definitely had uh, boob implants put in. Uh, Which in hindsight is just so weird that they put that much pressure on a teenage girl to do that. Yeah. And nowadays it's just like, yeah, they got big tits, whatever. Yeah. Attention, Mark and Dan meets world listeners. The suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio are about to meet their match when three best friends have come across hardships on trying to make their dream movie. Follow Craig, Jamie and motherfucker Dave as they beg, borrow and steal their way to achieve legendary status. Only a Mark McKay's indie comedy hit suburban legends, life on the rainbow road. Starring Sean Manos, Mary Lee Osborne, Matthew Phillips, Josh Miller, Haley Madison, and a special appearance by Lloyd Kaufman. I have one question for you. Are you ready to be a suburban legend? Available now on storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's Gimmick Table. That's storeenvy, S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y.com slash M-A-R-K-M-A-C-K-A-Y-E-S Gimmick Table. You you're not a horror guy, but uh, there's this streaming channel called Shutter. Um, it, it's kind of like Netflix for like just horror movies. Yeah, and I know. There, there's a show called The Last Driving with Joe Bob Briggs, and I'm a huge Joe Bob fan. And on The Last Driving, there's a male girl named Darcy, and you know she's pretty well endowed and stuff, and she's all like plastic. You know she she's got like Botox and stuff, and I remember going like, oh, man, she's hot. And then my sister-in-law, she goes, oh, come on. You know, like, she has fake boobs. She's got, like, plastic surgery, like, trying to, like, belittle it. And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't fucking care. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know, and I don't care. But then the next thing you see, we Janitor Bud is embarrassing a kid, and uh, Mr. Feeney kind of comes over and scolds him. Uh, Mr. Feeney then sits with uh, Eli and Turner, and he starts talking about how he's interviewing secretaries for his new secretary job. But then in the same shot, they cut over to Corey and Sean, and they're talking about what to do next, and there's no scandal at the school. But then just right there, Joey walks in with tires and, uh, and tube socks trying to sell them to the kids. And they realize, hey, where you see Joey, you're going to find a scandal. The next thing, they never offered this to any of the uh, the kids when I went to high school. But Eric runs up to a science lady, as he calls her. And yeah. <laughs> he, he he found the deal where they're, you know, you can earn cash while you sleep. And they explain, like, what they're doing. And Eric really doesn't give a shit. He just wants to get cash for sleeping. Yeah. Uh, that, I, that character, I wish Mo- that was- Monique, was played by Kathy... Tragster, I believe her her name is pronounced. Kathy, sure. if you're out there listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is something I wish we had in our school to like earn like 15, 20 bucks just to be, you know, a guinea pig for something. That I mean, I would be down with that. Dude, I'd do that today. Uh I so Robert Rodriguez, he made this movie, his first movie, El Mariachi. He uh sold his body to science for uh seven thousand dollars, and that was the money he used to fun el mariachi so for suburban legends i did uh this test for a razor blade so i kind of did the same thing it was just like uh, a razor blade shaving cream combo and i guess like it was like burning people's skin but it didn't burn mine so i'm good but yeah i uh i've been there where i've essentially sold my body to science just to make a couple bucks kind of like in dirty work where they're trying the brownies yes exactly so the next scene mom and dad are at school to watch the news in person which was kind of weird because no one else's parents were there yeah and the pank is nervous that's where we see her going katie kirk katie kirk katie kirk trying to get herself in the zone uh feeney talks to eli and that's where eli tells him like hey you know Corey and sean uh haven't showed me the report yet and Feeney thought that was very ballsy on Eli's half to show a student report he's never seen. But Eli's got faith in the kids. Um, they air the uh, the first story. It was about the tube sock raid, <laughs> which we saw Joey trying to sell. Yeah. Great call. I thought that there. was a nice. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. And Topang is panicking uh, when they go to commercial and then they come back. And then that's when Corey and Sean show the janitor Bud report. Um yeah, I love her reaction. She goes, and we're going to go to Corey and Sean for our next report on Janitor Bud. Who? <laughs> no, what? <laughs> <laughs> the best part about it is that they start the video and Corey's flossing. And he says, OK, remind me to edit this out as if he was watching it and he would not edit it out. He just needs Sean's yeah. reminder to do that. I, I um, felt that like it was rushed. So he just kind of like sped through it and like, let me get to the story because this is such a good story. Mm-hmm. I've been where he is, where you're just like, let me fucking hurry up and get this out. And then you're like, fuck, there's like a big thing I screwed up on. Well, you talk about screwing up here. Uh, <laughs> Corey talks about how everyone is trapped like rats in the school until 3.30. But then they're able to record Janitor Bud walking out at 2.55, which really is not that early to be walking out, especially if you're a janitor, by all means. Yeah. And for some reason, they don't explain why Corey's not in his class at 255 when there's still 35 minutes left in school. Yeah. Um, 
But at 5 p.m., actually, in 5 p.m. is when Janitor Bud's actually supposed to punch out. Joey punches out uh, Janitor Bud's timesheet for him, and there's a $5 bill strapped to the back, which we never actually saw Janitor Bud put in the first place when he put it back. So a little bit of continuity error, but yeah, you know what? It's totally fine. I always got confused with this when I was a kid because I didn't know you had to, like, punch in. Right. Like, I never knew it was like that. So, like, for years, I was just like... I don't understand what the story is. And it wasn't until like I got a job uh, where we had to use the little thing. Yeah. And like that's I was like, oh, now I get Boy Meets World. It's like that janitor bud gimmick. Also, I don't understand why Joey faced the camera and then did the slow pull out of the five dollar bill. Yeah. It's like he was on pro wrestling television there where he has to give away his secret on national TV. Yeah, you have to show everybody you have the brass knuckles. But then Corey finishes up the report by saying that's the loneliest mop I've ever seen. And they cut back and Topanga is just at a loss for words. Um, Corey and Sean are proud of what they did. Mom, Dad and Eli are shocked. And then Mr. Feeney is now sad because now he has to fire janitor Bud, which means there's an opening for a janitor. Which means there's an opening for janitor at John Adams High, which, Mark, I think there's only one man who can fill that position. D1 guy. We'll go with him. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, one's talking to Corey and Sean. They're all upset about the story. Feeney is firing janitor Bud, and he wants a second chance because he's two months away from retirement where he gets full pension. And he has to remind Feeney, hey, I saved your life that one time. And Mr. Feeney said, no, you didn't. And he's like, yes, there was that buildup of wax. It was on the floor. I saw you on your way, so I threw myself on the wax so the, so you would not slip on it. And Mr. Feeney said, I thought you were napping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, why you wouldn't fire janitor butt after that is actually a lot to say about Mr. Feeney. He found the yeah. man sleeping on a job and go, went, you know what, bud, this is your second chance. Yeah. I mean, like right here. So you have uh, janitor butt just begging for a second chance. And Mr. Feeney is like, dude, my hands are tied. You're caught on tape leaving work early and then he just you know had to let him go meanwhile the entire school is giving Corey and sean like the cold shoulder uh even just putting fucking fish in his locker uh so they're yeah. just like giving him because like everybody loved janitor bud like he just shows how beloved he was and i'm surprised yeah, the a- school didn't turn on mr feeney for firing him too but that was the funny thing, too. Like when, when you mentioned the whole fish in the locker, that reminded me of uh, Dirty Work as well, where um, <laughs> they're putting fish in the house. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to be the only two people listening to this who think that's great. Um, <laughs> but then Sean feels bad, but Corey doesn't um, because he was like Janitor Bud was leaving early to goof off. And then that's when Joey shows up to tell them what kind of person Janitor Bud goes, what kind of person Janitor Bud is, because every day. Janitor Bud leaves early and he goes to a place with people less fortunate than him and he takes the couple dollars that he has left and he plays the ponies, Matthews. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is this is a justifiable reason to fire Janitor Bud. He was leaving work early to go gamble. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, I, but. Th- He's clearly like Mr. Feeney's justified in firing him. And Corey and Sean are justified in pr- putting out this story. 
I think they were too. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, they were they were justified. I mean, they put out a true news story. Um, yeah. Quite frankly, and Janitor Bud then comes back and he puts the janitor's curse on them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love how we did it. The point, point, wave it. Point. You guys at home can't see what we're doing, but we're both waving our arms at each other in, in the Skype video. Um, we're giving each other the janitor's curse. We cut to the next scene. Eric is just in Mr. Turner's classroom sleeping because he's part of that test when uh, Monique wakes him up. And she asks him if he remembers any of his dreams, which he doesn't. Um, when he's sleeping, he has a goofy look, but he has absolutely no brain activity whatsoever. They said that... Uh, you know, they, they want to study him more. Uh, they are going to pay him. And he said, OK, hold on, hold on. I'm not an idiot. What you're paying me now, I want half. And then I want you to double it. <laughs> Which is a line I've used before. Oh, <laughs> I, I have too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely stole this line before. And uh, speaking of dreaming, I'd like to talk to our listeners about the Dream Research Study of Philadelphia. Are you an amateur dreamer looking to go pro? Well, now you can, and if you're a schlub, this can be the closest you can get to sleeping with a hot redhead. Dr. Frederica Kruger, all professionally led by our newest sleep specialist, Dr. Donald Gibb. Just go to phillydreamresearch.com and sign up and use the promo code AMMONIA and receive 10% off your order. Dream research studied sleep. Sleep with your eyes open? Wait, who wrote this? Jordan in the truck. Can we get a better script? Well, you might not get a better script from Jordan, uh, but I'm sure you would get better food than what the lunch lady has given them because the lunch lady is pissed at Corey and Sean. Yeah, I love uh, the scowl and the folded arms. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. I also thought it was great how Sean just happens to trip over a plunger in the school cafeteria. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the janitor's curse. And then this was great because they this was like the typical 90s thing here, too, where they go to sit down at a table and the people don't want them to sit with them. So they flip chairs over. Yeah. <laughs> let them know they're aggressively not aggressively just flipped it over. Like he probably broke that chair. How hard oh, he, he, he had to have. Um, and it's an inner city school, so some kid <laughs> has to sit on that chair when it's duct taped by uh, whoever the new janitor is going to be. Because right now they don't have a janitor to put a chair back together. Yeah. Uh, but Eli and Turner see what's going on with Corey and Sean, and they're talking about it. And Eli's feeling bad because this is not the news business. This is school, and they're just kids. And now Eli kind of sees the fault in his way too. You glossed over the fact that uh, he goes, it's going to take somebody a lot bigger than that to push Corey Matthews around. Yeah. And then you've got this <laughs> the nine foot giant. Like <laughs> yeah. He just like stands up. He's like towering over Corey, like the height of like eight foot 12, just like <laughs> with his chest pointed out. And then Corey's like, Sean, we have a winner. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Corey was not feeling like a winner when he went back home and he's venting to his parents and they're talking, you know, he he's talking about all the things that are going wrong and his parents are disagreeing on whether or not he did the right or wrong thing. Um, Dad thinks that Corey was right. Mom thinks that he was wrong. And then Eric comes in with a letter from the University of Pennsylvania. They get all excited. They think he's been accepted to college. And he goes, no, it's better. They want to study me. Uh <laughs> 
Uh, but then Topanga's at Corey's locker, and there's fish in the locker, and Eli walks over, um, and he says, Corey, let's take a walk over to the studio room. And Eli tells him, he's like, hey, we messed up. I was teaching you about the news business, um, but I didn't want to actually put kids in it. Um, and he's telling him that it's tough when you care, um, and it doesn't always matter if you're right or wrong. And Corey says, well, I'm a kid. I want it either way. And then Eli tells him, you know, you want to hear a secret? So do adults. Which I thought was a great moment between Eli and Corey there, too. Because you're building yeah. that bond between another teacher and Corey Matthews as well. Mm-hmm. So Eli and Corey go to uh, Mr. Feeney's office. He's uh, he's sitting on the toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Feeney buzzes for a coffee. That's when Corey and Eli walk in. They ask Mr. Feeney if they can give Janitor Bud his job back. And Corey says, for God's sakes, Feeney, he saved your life. Uh, to which Feeney was like, I saw that wax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no burns for Mr. Feeney this week, unfortunately. But, uh, um, you know, but Janitor Bud then comes in with Feeney's coffee. So Feeney hired him to be the secretary. And he's like, you know, Bud's just going to be my secretary for two months. And then that's when Bud's like, you know, easy on the buzzer, Feeney. Uh, yeah. So now Feeney's got to deal with Janitor Bud for two months. Yeah. And this right here is actually the last appearance of Janitor Bud. And physically, yes. Yeah. And this is my theory, my theory of the week. So the woman across the street that Corey and Sean were filming during one day, she dropped her towel on a candle. And set her apartment on fire. Fortunately, Janitor Bud just happened to be cleaning that apartment building. He ran into her apartment, tossed her out of the window, saved her life. She landed on like one of those little trampoline gimmicks. So she was safe. But unfortunately, Janitor Bud, who was covered in waxy buildup and ammonia in his blood, which we all know wax and ammonia is flammable. So, but so unfortunately, Janitor Bud burned alive, dying. His ashes have gone to the great mop bucket in the sky. Rest in peace, Janitor Bud. And we have our first death of season three. Rest in peace, Janitor Bud. Although he's not going to die directly after this episode. Uh, <laughs> just just hang on to this this theory of how Janitor Bud dies uh, until about season five. I didn't say when he died. Yes, you're very right. You did not say when he died. You just explained how he died. But uh, yeah, this last scene also leads to the Mr. Feeney lesson of the week as well, which is uh, don't get a janitor fired or they'll put the janitor's curse on you. I think but, that's uh, a wonderful lesson of the week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, but I, uh, I really think it, it was just uh, people deserve a second chance because uh, Corey, he felt the need to like put this... Um, the story out there and he got a lot of heat from it, a lot of hate from it. But, uh, Eli just gave him a second chance. He goes, you know, Hey, let's see if we can talk to Mr. Feeney to get, Bud his job back, uh, Bud clearly deserved to get fired. Uh, even though he was two months away from his full pension, but luckily, uh, Mr. Feeney, he's has a soft heart and he gave, gender but a second chance so i think it's just uh you know next time somebody in your life does something bad or you know screw something up help them see the error of the ways and maybe you know they'll turn themselves around if you just give people a second chance 
Well, speaking of second chances, the actual last scene of the episode shows Eric back in the study, uh, the sleep study, with scientists from all around the world, all around the world, flew to Philadelphia to stand in Mr. Turner's classroom to watch Eric have no brain activity. However, the field mouse, his brain activity was off the charts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was a good episode. Like I said, it got eight out of ten on IMDb. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. I'm giving this a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, I would give it an eight. But I'm way more excited to talk about next week's show. Next week we're talking about season three, episode eight, Brave On, which I think is the sleeper of Boy Meets World episodes, at least the sleeper of season three. Yeah. Uh, we are asking next. everybody for a ten dollar cover charge for next week. So have your ten dollars <laughs> ready. And bring a gift. Uh, <laughs> no so jeans. That's next- <laughs> no jeans but that's all for next week for this week we're going to be signing off here subscribe on Spotify subscribe wherever you're listening to as well like us on Facebook facebook.com slash follow us on Instagram at markadamyethrilled but until then have a good night and do good Mark and Dan Mark and Dan Podcast. Mark and Dan.